ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 159 of the Dynasty Junkies. Feels like knocking the cobwebs off on this thing. This is kind of fun. It's your host, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. This is the new season. We're kind of launching a new season. We had a little bit of time off. With me in the B chair is the one and only Rocky Petrella. How are you, Rocky? That is me. We are back. It's been, it's <laughs> nice to see you guys again. Uh, Drew, uh, we, we had on the last show we did before we took this little break. Uh, I, I'm happy to have him back here. You'll, you'll throw it to him in a second, I'm sure. But, uh, and also great to see you again, Andrew. It's been way too long. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back talking about the NFL season. We're, we're, we're a quarter of the way in, guys. It's crazy. Yeah, we're really rocking and rolling now. And you already hit the note on the head here. We're, we're, we're looking at a new a new season, a new start, uh, a new a new NFL season, right? All that kind of stuff. So we've got Drew Prowl on the, on the show now. This is going to be our new third co-host with Scott still being at MIA and kind of unable to play. But Drew, we're welcome to have you. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Excited to chop it up a little bit and uh, hear some of what you guys are thinking about. Yeah, this is this is going to be an interesting one. We're kind of, like I said, knocking off the cobwebs, kind of getting our, our muscles back on the on the podcasting. You know, we took off a few weeks there. It's always nice to kind of refresh, let your brain reset. Uh, I enjoyed the time away. I'm guessing all of us had, you know, we all have real life going on. It's always nice. And with all the lineups I had to set, it was kind of nice to just focus on NFL for a little while. Um, but now we're we're like Rocky said we're a quarter of the way through, so this is a this is an interesting time to be alive. <laughs> but no, I am very much looking forward to this season. I think this is a a crazy week to kind of start back into things. And again, being that we missed the first you know three and a half weeks technically because you were here for that one game, uh, there's a lot of news to get through. And I think maybe that's where we'll start with this tonight. Um, the one the the first thing I put on here, the one question I keep asking myself is. Is Jonathan Taylor going to play after all of this four weeks on the pup and like all the arguing with with the Colts and like not being happy and not getting paid? Like, do we think he's going to play? I think he's going to play, but I'm Rocky. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, he's he's making it sound like he is. He finally talked. I think right? was, it was it today or yesterday. Um, I mean, he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's still entirely happy. I think they asked him um, if he's happy to be with the Colts or something like that, and he's just like, I'm here now. Um, so, yeah. um, but I think he's, I, he had a full, full participation in practice. They said, uh, I, I think if not this week, definitely next week, he's going to play. Uh, and he, he needs to play if they, if they don't trade him, uh, he needs to play because he can't, he can't take off the whole year. Now, will he play the whole rest of the season? That's another question, but he needs, I think, to get at least six games in to get into free agency. So 
I think we're going to get at least, at the very least, six weeks of him. And I kind of think it might be starting this week because from what I've seen and heard, he's, he looks fine health wise. So I, like I said, if he's got to get six games in, he might as well get him in now, get, get, give himself a chance to showcase himself. So maybe somebody does trade for him before the uh, the deadline. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, though, that, you know, with the pup and like physically unable, there was this whole worry if he was injured or not. And that seems to be kind of not true, right? Like he's kind of coming right back in and launching in. Drew, what do you think? Is is Taylor going to play? Is he a lock? Uh, I mean, nothing's guaranteed, but I would definitely say it looks that way. I mean, he came out and said he feels 100% right, his ankle's right, and he's ready to go. So, you know, will he – how much of a load will he get this week if he's uh, starting in this week? But, yeah, I mean, he's he can only help his situation by showing that he's still got it. So I would imagine in his own self-interest, he's got to put some put some stats out there soon. No, that's kind of where my mind goes too. Is like it, it makes no sense for him to, to not play. Right. Like this makes zero sense to me that that he would just sit out. That makes I mean, you, you have to play as running backs. You pretty much always have. You have nowhere else to play. This is it. So I think he plays. I, I, the next question that kind of is related to that is, is he any good? Right. Like, th- does he come out and dominate? I mean, I, I could see him being a little rusty. Right. Like that could be a little odd. Um, I mean, I'm starting him if I have him. Let's put it that way. Like I'm, I'm kind of launching him right back into lineups. Rocky, are you on the same page there? Like, are you hesitating at all in any leagues? As long as he is healthy, I think he actually will be pretty good. Uh, Shane Steichen, the head coach there, was was formerly with the Eagles. Uh, he, he knows how to set up an offense with a, a running quarterback and a good run offense. He's, he's, yeah. The Eagles had, even without the quarterback, they, they had some of the best rushing attacks in the league. And that was with Miles Sanders, who was nowhere near the player that Jonathan Taylor is. And, and definitely if, if Richardson is playing well and maybe they do some RPO stuff and all that stuff, but uh, a lot of times, uh, I mean, rookie quarterbacks aren't always ideal for, for other skill players in fantasy, but running quarterbacks can often open up uh, holes for the running back because, because they're keying on Richardson. Uh, and like I said, doing RPOs, you know, they can, they'll Mike key on Richardson, leaving a wide open hole for, for Jonathan Taylor, who's clearly going to take advantage of that kind of thing. So, I kind of think, especially because of Steichen, who's, and we've actually seen a little bit. I mean, part of it's just having a new offensive coordinator for the Eagles. I think just an adjustment period, but it's definitely not that they've been bad on offense, but it's been a little different this year. They haven't been quite as explosive. Uh, I think a lot of that is just that Steichen actually is very good at what he does. And I, I expect that we've seen it with the Colts already. I mean, Richardson has played, you know, he had the concussion, so he's, He's only played a couple games here, but uh, he's looked really good. So uh, yeah, and and I, yeah, I think Taylor's going to help Richardson a lot. I think that offense is going to look really good. You know what I mean? Like I think that's going to be the, the way to go with this. And then I guess the last question I'll kick it to you on this one, Drew, related to Jonathan Taylor is like, what is he worth right now in Dynasty? Like, if you have Taylor on your roster, are you looking to move him? Are you looking to buy him? Like, I guess I'm just kind of curious with all of this stuff that's going on with Taylor. Is he somebody that you're actively trying to get or no? What do you think, Drew? Uh, yeah, if I've got him, I'm holding him. Uh, I'm waiting for his value to rebound. I think as soon as he has a couple of good, not even a couple of good full games, but if he shows a couple of flashes, um, doesn't even have to be a hundred percent to where he was a couple of years ago when he had that record breaking season. I think, you know, your value that you'll get back for him for contenders will be, you know, will be really good. Um, I'm not really going in. I'll kick the tires a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure what I would give to get him. Um, 
you know, I heard somebody, I forgot which one I was listening to today, but somebody mentioned they gave up Jacobs and uh, what they think is going to be a late first to a mm. team that was a little bit shaky about Taylor. Um, so I, I'd be kind of in that space. You know, Jacobs hasn't really taken off this year yet, but uh, he started slow last year, so you're taking a little bit of a risk there. But, um, but yeah, I'm not – I think some people are talking about two firsts. That's, that's a little bit rich for me at this point. Uh, for a running back there, but again, if he's the piece that's going to put me over, if I if I've had great trades, maybe uh, you know maybe I picked up a, a Nico Collins and or a Puka, and I've got some spare change lying around, and I can flip those guys into something like a Jonathan Taylor. I, I'm certainly looking to do that. I'm with Drew. I I can't go to two firsts. Uh, yeah, I, I am still a little worried. Um, I mentioned the again. If, if this does go on, and he really does want out of there. I'm very worried we could see a situation sort of like uh, what it seems happened with Lamar last year where he gets an injury and then he just slow plays it and doesn't come back because, uh, you know, he doesn't – as long as he gets his six games in, that's all he needs. So I, I, I do worry that something like that could happen where he doesn't play the whole year. Um, the slightest, you know, hangnail might, might keep him out because he doesn't <laughs> want to risk getting seriously injured. So – I definitely can't go to two first. I would do a first plus something. Uh, Jacobs is not bad. I, I might want to try and aim a little lower than Jacobs in a first if I'm buying, but I don't think that's too bad of an offer, especially given the start Jacobs uh, had gotten off to. Well, I think this is probably the worst to buy Taylor, right? I mean, he's finally coming back. He's finally yeah. going to play. I don't think anybody that's held on to Taylor this long is going to give him at a discount right now. You might be overpaying a little. And you don't really know what what Taylor you're going to get. It could be a very disgruntled and angry and and run hard Taylor. It could be let me just put in the bare minimum for six games and get my paycheck and get out of here Taylor. We don't know honestly. Um, there's a lot of speculation, I guess, as to whether he's going to be good or bad and all this. But I don't know. It just it feels it feels wonky to me. I guess it just feels a little odd to like buy him right now. So I'm kind of with you, Drew. I'm holding. You know, if I have him, I'm fine to hang on. Um, but I do think if he's on the getting. I was just okay. gonna say I do think if he's on the field, he's gonna be pretty good. Um yeah. because of what I said earlier about Steichen and because like I think Drew said it's it's in his self interest to to look great. Like I don't think he's gonna dog it because just to get the games in. Because if he wants if he really wants out of there, it, it's best it's in his best interest to sh- even if he doesn't think he's gonna get traded. I mean, just he, he's gotta sign a new contract next year then. So he, you, you don't want to see you don't want to come off a, a lackluster season where you maybe don't play the whole even the whole year after the four games and uh and have you know bad stats when you're on the field. I completely agree. Yeah. And I guess we'll use that as a pivot in a sense to the other player I definitely want to talk about. And I put it on the show sheet, but I'm going to skip him for a second and talk about Puka because, Drew, you mentioned Puka Nakua. Uh, We were talking about what are we valuing Taylor at? I mean, what are we valuing Puka at in Dynasty? I guess, Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. I mean, have you seen any trades or, I guess, figured anything out where you want to you want to go get Puka? Like, what are you willing to pay for that guy right now? Uh, it's funny you ask if I seen any uh, and about paying because I actually did one, but I sold Puka, uh, so mm, I I, uh, I sold him for what looks like a mid to late first. This was actually I think before this, after week three, uh, and to me I just it's it's a somewhat contending team. I'm, I'm I'm I look like a playoff team, but maybe not one of the top ones. 
And it's not going to help my, my run. Because I do think Puka is going to not keep up what he did in those first, you know, handful of games because that's ridiculous. He's got like the most receptions ever for the first four games of a career or something like that. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but I do think he's going to be solid even with Cup back. Uh, I think there's room for the both of them. Uh, Puka's played a lot on the outside and Cup plays a lot in the slot. So they can definitely coexist. And, uh, I just thought the value was too good. I mean, it's a guy I, you know, I drafted in, in the probably, I think it was probably the fourth round. Uh, they, I got Puka and I'm getting a first for him. And, and again, I'm not sure that team's going to win a title anyway. So I just give me a mid to late first. I will take that as a seller, as a buyer. I think, I think I would go, if I feel very certain it's I'm a solid contender and a 10, 11, 12, I think I would do that because, again, I know Cup's coming back, but you don't start your again. He's not going to keep this up, but you don't start a career like this. And not, I just can't believe he's just going to fall off the face of the earth because Cooper Cup now is in the offense. So I think yeah. he's he's going. I think he if you show this much this early, you're going to be a good player in the league, uh, and that's all I can ask for out of a late first. So yeah, I would I would pay a late first. What about you, Drew? Uh, I actually just turned down a, a late first in a 14 team. Uh, it's actually the, the mm. one that we're in together, Rocky and Sleeper there, the classiest dynasty league. Because uh, I'm kind of, my team there, I feel like is similar to what you're describing. I'm, I'm borderline contender, probably a little bit more of a, a pretender because I don't have a lot of high-end firepower with, you know, a really high ceiling. I've got a lot of really solid players that probably beat the average score each week, but um so I'm, I'm going to hang on to him here and see uh, kind of what happens. And uh, like you said, I, I think I picked him up in maybe the late third in a 14-team rookie draft. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay uh, hanging on to that because I've still got uh, enough other picks for next year that I'm okay to to miss out on that right now. But uh, like you said, I think he's going to be fine long-term. And Cooper Cup's not going to be there forever either. Yeah. Um, you know, neither is Matthew Stafford uh, for however much he's helping – kind of buoy his value here and get him a running start. But yeah, I agree with you, Rocky. Um, you know, if he starts off this well, it'd be hard for him to just fall off the face of the earth. But, you know, we've seen stranger things as well, where the the context of where you are matters. And if he's just got the right setup now, um, you know, it's possible I could look back in eight weeks and, and be kicking myself for not taking that, that later first right now. So well, uh, I see the matchup this week. So I think I'm just waiting to see if I can get one more good week out of him and maybe squeeze a little bit more. Cause I'm, I'm greedy like that sometimes. <laughs> and you mentioned that Stafford and Cup won't necessarily uh, be there forever. One's a good thing, one's a bad thing uh, for, for Puka. But uh, Sean McVay probably can be there as long as he wants. So I think that that's going to help him. I mean, if you know, when, whatever you may think of him as a head coach, they've fallen off since the Super Bowl and all that. The, the man can design an offense. And, and mm-hmm. clearly uh, – uh, design one for his number one receiver. So if if Cooper Cup does leave and Puka becomes the number one guy and McVay is still there, I, I have a lot of faith he's he's going to look really good. It was interesting, actually. I, I was trying to trade for him in, in my home one QB dynasty league, and we got to you know offering different players and putting in different things and all this. And I tried to see if I could get Kendry Miller in addition to Puka, and I was sending Debo and I think a second or something like that. And he was like, I don't know. I, I took uh, Kendry in the first, so I really like him. 
And I was like, okay, that's fair. I was like, so do you value Puka as a fourth? Because that's where you took him. And he goes, no, Puka's more like a first. I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. Hang on. Like, so you're just valuing both at their peak value and saying, like, Kendry Miller, I think, has gone down since the since the draft and kind of not really worth a late first. I think I don't think a lot of people would be shocked to hear that, you know, like, but he's like, well, no, Ken, Kendry's worth a first and Puka's now worth a first. I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways, man. Like, what are you doing here? It's so funny. I, thought that was like, I don't really think funny. in a lot of leagues Miller was even drafted in the first. Well, in a one QB, it more, makes some more uh, one sense. QB, I right? missed yeah. one QB. I'm sorry. Yeah, one QB, yeah, like, that, it, makes that, that it does sense, make sense. Right? Yeah. But still, like, Puka was 408. And I'm like, okay, so are we taking draft values? I'm fine with that. Like, okay, so he's worth the 408. That was the draft value. That was what you said. You were like, yeah. oh, but no, it's now value. Oh, but you're not looking at now value. So it's really funny. Yeah. I think that happens a lot, especially with rookies, because some of these players, it's been four weeks, but they haven't had a chance to break out, right? Puka broke out. Puka is out. He, he is breaking records. He is an NFL stud, right? Um, and I think there's a lot of places in a lot of leagues and things like that where people just don't know how to value him at all. They're like, what What do I do with this guy? Because there's still there's a lot of questions. Like you were just saying, Rocky, if Cup comes back, what does that mean for Puka? So we don't know. Uh, and I guess that's that's really where we're going to land that one is just I don't whatever you can get for him. I, I personally would be fine with a mid first. Uh, I would I would sell for a mid first. I think I would probably even buy for a mid first. I feel like that value feels about right. Uh, but to Drew's point, I am a little greedy and I do like to get a little more if I can here and there. Right. Like, why not? Um, but, yeah, I don't think that there's any negative in declining that either. Right. If you feel like it's not worth that, then it's not worth that. And I think Puka is one of those people that has a wide variety of options and values. So that, that makes it kind of fun. Uh, the other player I wanted to mention, which is on the show sheet, was Joe Burrow, my boy, obviously over here on the calendar, Joe Burrow. Um I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow. I drafted a lot of Joe Burrow. I traded for a lot of Joe Burrow. I mean, Joey B's my guy. He gets the contract and puts up dud after dud after dud. It just feels like that one game, the two touchdowns to Higgins was his only really good game. Everything else has been brutal. Um, I mean, we could talk about valuation, but that's always tricky. And in Superflex, obviously, he's still worth a lot. But the, the question I had, which I put on the sheet, was are we starting Burrow right now? Like, are we nervous about that? Like, are, do you have a better option? You, you might. In Superflex, you probably well, do. Um, wanted, but, yeah, where are you at with this, Rocky? I wanted to ask you, because you're the Bengals fan, what the hell is going on? Is this just the knee injury? Is there more to it than this? It's like, a calf what, injury. What is happening? I'm sorry, calf it, injury. It's a mind. calf injury. And then in the last game, it looked like he might have had an elbow injury, which is not good. Um, they are officially – he is off the injury report for this week. Uh, the The – Camp reports are all showing him running routes and, and actually running for first downs and being where he feels like he's 100% and where he needs to be for this team. So I'm excited, but I'm nervous and I'm anxious and I'm not sure what that means, right? So I'm I'm starting him everywhere because I feel like I can't not start him, right? Like, I, it's just like, he's the kind of quarterback that could put up four touchdowns easily and he's got the weapons, you know, even if Higgins is out or, or limited in a sense, you still got Boyd. You still got Chase, of course. You got Mixon out of the backfield. So I'm starting him, but I'm nervous about it. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, um, I'm actually uh, – I started off starting him, but in a couple of leagues uh, for Superflex, um, if, if Gino wasn't on by this week, I'd be starting him over Burrow, I think. I did that last week, and I'm, I'm, uh, I think I was okay with that. Um, yeah, it all depends on your options. I'm in another league where – um, it's only him. It's him plus crap afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I think Jimmy G is my QB two in that league. And he's, you know, he was out last week. So it had to be Burrow and a bunch of other skill players, but 
if I have the option um, and I, I have that luxury, then yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll look at the matchup a little bit more closely than I probably would have last year to see if I feel good about, um, you know, who my QB three is and, and who they're going to. Whereas, yeah, I think last year there was no question. He was, he was probably QB one for most teams. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think I, too, it's, it's the injury that makes me worried, but also like coming back from this injury and like how bad he's looked has just been like a lot of, a lot of gut punches to my team and my rosters. Like I'm, I'm and four in one league and it, it's because of Burrow. I'm two and two in a couple of leagues because of Burrow, you know, like he's just putting up four points is not enough for me. I'm not a fan. Yeah. What do you think of that? Maragi? It, it probably will surprise neither of you to hear that I have zero <laughs> shares of Burrow. Uh, he's too young. <laughs> you, you like them old dudes. Yeah. And too expensive. Yes. Um, I did. I did actually have one share, uh, and that league actually folded this offseason. So, uh, so, um, but I, I think it's so it's hard for me to say with confidence what I would do because I, I haven't actually had to make that decision. But I sure. would have a really hard time benching him. Like I, I don't think if I had Burrow and Gino, I don't think I could bench him for Gino. Uh, I, I just feel like he can't keep playing like this unless he's seriously hurt. Uh, we have multiple years of evidence that he is much, much, much better than this. Yes. Uh, so I, I would just keep running him out there at least for the next couple of weeks. I mean, maybe after six, seven weeks, I finally say, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but uh, a month in, I'm still going to keep kind of, I would still kind of probably in almost any situation, probably just be auto starting him, uh, assuming that he's going to become Joe Burrow again. That's where I'm at too. And honestly, as a Bengals fan for a long time, even, uh, but for the last few years, the team has started pretty badly out of the gate. Um, I think Burrow is one in seven over the first two weeks in the last four years. Right. So he, he just does not win early on. Uh, and you may recall this, even last year, there was some really that, that five, four interception game against the Steelers to open the season, right? Like there's just some really rocky starts, pardon the pun, uh, for Joe Burrow. And I think that that's probably where we are is I think maybe not playing in the preseason and being a little, you know, injured with the calf and everything kept him out of practice. Like there's just a lot of rust. So I'm hoping, hoping that that rust is gone now because we really need them both for Bengals and for about 10 of my teams because I invested heavily in redraft and Burrow because, you know, got to like my team. But with that, I think, are there any other injuries, any other things, or any other topics you guys want to talk about in general before we kind of get into our week four look back? Or are we in a good spot, you think? Drew, I'll kick it to you first. Any other ideas? No, I'm good. And Rocky, any other injuries, any other players you want to get on just in general? Um, the only thing I'm that sure we'll cover in my head is just um, because we've been gone a month, so we didn't talk about this. But yeah. uh, are Dobbins and Chubb completely dead to you guys? Oh, good question. Um, no, but basically, I mean, like <laughs> I got Chubb for a 25 third in two different leagues. Actually, I sent a 25 third for Nick Chubb and I was happy to do it. I'm like, I, what's a third anyway, especially one, two years from now. You know, like I don't care about third round picks really ever. Um, I like to get him his throw ins for this exact kind of thing. Right. So I traded for Chubb in those cases because I was like, if anybody can do it, it's going to be the machine that is Nick Chubb. Dobbins worries me a little bit more because Achilles are kind of a career killer. So I'm not sure I'm I'm all the way done with Dobbins. I'm not dropping him. You know what I mean? Like I'm not getting rid of him. If somebody's willing to offer me a second for him, I'm smash accepting that. Right. But I'm not throwing them away. No. What do you yeah, think? I'm, Drew? 
I just wanted to say before Drew answers, I remember yeah. right after Dobbins' uh, injury happened, I remember Scott Connor put out a tweet mm-hmm. to take literally anything for him, yep. and that he was even droppable. And then, but like, if you can get a fourth, trade him for a fourth. I don't know that he was entirely wrong, and I love Dobbins, uh, but Achilles and a guy who's been hurt over and over again—it's so yeah. scary. But uh, Drew, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll let you talk now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. I'm not taking just anything, but um, I'm I'm pretty close. It's like uh, I don't know at this point. Would you rather have uh, Would you rather have Trey Lance on your your deep roster or one of these guys and hope that they make something on your team in the next 24 months? So uh, I would definitely take the picks if I could get a if I could get a third for them too. You know, Andrew, you and I probably make a good pair there. I would I would send Nick yeah. Chubb. You know, in the, at that age, because um, I mean, the likelihood that he'll come back and be, you know, as effective as he has been, it's tough. I mean, it, it's been uh, a while since he had his. Uh, is it the same knee again that he did? Is that what I same saw? Knee. It was he did yeah. in college, right? So, um, you know, it, it's a tough position, and it's becoming a disposable position, right? So, I don't know that I have a whole lot of hope that either of those guys come back to do anything very meaningful. Maybe we're watching Kareem Hunt try to come back uh, in Nick Chubb's stead. Yeah. And, you know, he's still, you know, I've watched him get, uh, you know, picked up for a, a decent amount of fab, people trading, you know, thirds or a couple of thirds to get him and then all of a sudden dropping him two weeks later as well. So that position is just so tough to stay relevant that, you know, I, I think I'm probably getting close to that point. I think I've got Dobbins on two teams. A fourth just feels insulting for a guy that was that talented, but <laughs> yeah. at some point here, it's probably going to be realistic where, you know, I'll be asking for a third and I'll be happy to get it. Yeah. What a difference a few weeks makes, right? Like what just all that yeah. value just craters. I hate when that happens on that note though, Rocky, you bring those two guys up. I mean, what are you doing with Aaron Rodgers as an old QB fan? I mean, like, is Aaron Rodgers ever going to be relevant again? Do you think he comes back? He's saying he's going to come back this season, which I just think is bonkers. But do you think he comes back next year? And then is he worth, you know, starting in fantasy for you? I I think he probably – I originally thought he wasn't. But, yeah, I mean, he's talking like he wants to come back. So I, I figured at, at 40, you know, after, after that kind of season-ending injury, he was not going to come back. Um, because he's already talked about retiring before he was ever a Jet. Uh, so I thought that this might just be the reason to hang it up. But am I – I mean, what do you – Is are people going to – if I could get him for a third, would I do that? Probably because, yeah. like, thirds are – thirds and fourths are about there. It, right? yeah. yeah. Who cares? I'm not giving anything more than that. And – I I probably wouldn't. I do have him on a couple of rosters. I haven't tried to sell him like super low just to get him off my and get anything for him. Uh, I figure at this point, I'd rather just let him die on my roster. Or if he comes back, maybe I, I have a QB too. So uh, for for a year. So I kind of think he's he's just a guy like I don't really have much interest in buying him unless someone wants to do, just throw him away because he's a 40 year old quarterback with it coming off a season end, or having a season ending injury. Um, but I'm not really pursuing him. Like I, the whole, I've always said this. I've said this a million times on this podcast on trade addicts. My whole thing is I like cheap quarterbacks, but I like cheap quarterbacks with upside. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has that much upside. He's, you know, <laughs> you know, coming That's back next it. year. Um, I don't even I don't see him 
you know, coming back off the injury and then being like a Q, even a low end QB one. So, uh, well, I, let's put it this way though: of the three, which would you rather have? Right, Rogers, Chubb, or Dobbins? Which of those of those three, which would you rather roster right now? I oddly enough, I'd rather have the old running back because mm-hmm. it was only an ACL, which was shocking to hear um, when you saw the injury because uh, yeah. you figured it was multiple uh, CLs <laughs> that he was injuring there. Uh, so I do think there's a chance. Uh, I, I think there's a better chance Chubb is ever fantasy relevant again than Dobbins because, like you said, Achilles uh, are killers. Uh, I guess uh, I guess K Makers had in, had the Achilles, and uh, not that he's been super fantasy relevant uh, since then, uh, but but he had some he had some good games last year, and it's uh, whatever reason I don't think it's because of the Achilles. For whatever reason, he's, he fell out of favor in LA, and now he's in a, in, a, in more of a one B role. But uh, I don't know that it's because of the Achilles. So maybe there's a shot with Dobbins. Maybe medical advancement uh, has gotten far enough that. Uh, Achilles aren't a career ender anymore, uh, but I, I still need to, to see someone actually succeed with it. And even though he's succeeded health wise uh, since the Achilles, he came back relatively quickly and doesn't seem to be having um, a lot of re injury. Uh, we haven't seen it on the field like the production, so I, I need to see a success story before I'm ever going to buy into it. That's that's fair. That's fair. Drew, what about you? Rogers, Chubb, or Dobbins? In in a in a vacuum in a superflex league, which one would you? I have? would uh, I would want Rogers first. Uh, probably Dobbins second, and Chubb hmm. last. Oh, uh, um, I I think you, know, you go back a little further too, Rocky. Right? I think Dante Form was the first running back that we saw. You know, it make a return. He was like years to come back. Two, yeah, it took him over two seasons, but then you know people started to pick him up, and then all of a sudden they thought, you know, I was thought maybe uh, you know. Roshan would have to fight him this year for touches. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's progressive, right? And yeah. As much as we talk about medicine advancing, it's, it is, there's so much that is different today. Um, and then for Rogers, I mean, yeah, I, which is it, is it his left foot or his right, uh, Achilles that he, he injured. I don't remember. Yeah. Which hopefully is, you know, that's not the one that he's, it's not the one he's, uh, you know, pushing off of uh, when he's throwing. And, and he's already an old quarterback, so he, he's not throwing 60-yard Hail Marys anymore. Um, so, you know, he, he can survive as a game manager. We saw Brady do it as far as, you know, being able to read the game and be a step ahead mentally. And, you know, he still has the the muscle memory to to make the throws. And we saw it in preseason, that that first touchdown to uh, Garrett Wilson. They got everybody excited. Um so I think there's a, a solid chance. And it, I don't know. I, I feel like I agree with you, Rocky. It seemed like a couple of years ago he just didn't give a crap about anything and was ready to just <laughs> say, you know, screw you all. Let me walk away and you'll, you'll miss me when I'm gone. And it feels like he's hanging around a little bit more with maybe something to prove uh, for some reason. So, um, yeah, I, I think I would rather have if all things being equal and if, you know, if costs are similar, uh, I, especially in a super flex, I'll take the old quarterback and see what happens. Um, I would just real quick, and it, it, it's the left Achilles. I just looked up, and I, originally, at first, I couldn't find it. The first thing that came up is he's actually rehabbing his Achilles injury with J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, yeah, they're rehabbing. <laughs> I did not know that. I thought that was a neat idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I read that too. I'm, I'm with you though, Drew, on putting Rogers first. I think in Superflex, it's just it's too scarce of a position, and I mean, I think that's got the easiest return path to to value, right? Like in my book, it just Rogers mm-hmm. feels like the easiest to get more than you're giving now 
I would put Chubb over Dobbins, like I was saying before. I just think he's too much of a machine, but I don't think there's any wrong answer. And the fact that all three of these guys are worth a third, again, a month ago, we would have been like, you're crazy. That makes no sense, right? Yeah. Uh, especially Chubb, which is obviously the highest rated of all of them, or highest valued of all of them. So it's a shame that injuries have occurred. Obviously, we don't like that. We're not a fan of injuries, but it's a part of the game. And this game that we play is a, it can sometimes be a brutal game. And hopefully they all come back and they all get to keep their careers going. But Man, I'll tell you what, this has been a really rocky start <laughs> Again, fun uh, for the uh, the beginning of the year. here. With that, though, let's pivot a little bit and zoom in a little bit to week four. I know uh, we talked a lot about a lot of players. Uh, I put some just generic stuff on the sheet here just to kind of get us talking. But I mean, was there anything from week four specifically that stood out to you, Rocky? Or was it just kind of like, you know, blending in with all the others since we didn't have a podcast to do ourselves? You know, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are in general. I know you've done others. Uh, well, one one thing I thought we could maybe uh, talk about, I was curious your guys' take, um, is uh, on the guy playing tonight, which kind of, he he finally had uh, a, a good game last week after after a rough start to the season, Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, DJ Moore as well, actually. Uh, but Justin Fields was the guy I was I was thinking about because it seemed like his value was falling. Uh, oh, yeah. Talk, talk that maybe he doesn't make it, he doesn't, play beyond this year or start beyond this year yeah. um which uh, we did talk a little bit about that on trade addicts this past week and i think he's a guy that even if the bears uh are so awful that they're they're you know they get caleb williams i think fields will start somewhere uh i, I don't think he's just gonna he's not i don't think it'll be the bears back up in that situation and i think uh somebody would take a shot on him given the state of quarterbacking yeah. in the league so i completely um, agree yeah right. and i think it's interesting too though because the bears have the first two picks as of right now they have the panthers yeah. pick as well <laughs> so they've got two two shots at that in theory i'm with you though i think fields is obviously it's a couple of games he looked pretty bad i get it there's a lot of drama chicago's a bigger market so there's a lot of drama there and, and media always want to get their bites and all that i think fields is is still got plenty left in the tank. He's a young kid. He's still figuring it out. I think if anything, the bears offense needs some redo more than fields does. So yeah, I think fields was definitely a surprise in week four and we're seeing it already as a surprise in week five, a little bit with three touchdowns already. In yeah, the and he, in that game he's so also, far. he's also got eight. Uh, I don't know how many of those were designed, but he's got eight carries and that hadn't, they hadn't been doing a lot of designed runs early. Again, I don't know. Like I, I we're doing the podcast. I haven't really, I don't have the game on here while we're talking. I'm just looking at box scores. Uh, but mm. Uh, I, I do wonder how much of that was designed, but even if it wasn't, I mean, we're seeing him run a little more than he had run in those first two games. And that's what made him so great for fantasy at the end of last year. Uh, I mean, he was uh, looking pretty good as a passer, but he really came on as a rusher in the second half of the year. And part of that was design runs, which I think it, it, if uh, it, I would think with eight runs, probably some of them were, there were at but, least yeah. a couple that I remember yeah. seeing. I was like, Oh, that's a design, like a, a draw run. Like he was literally, yeah. that was the plan. Are, are you shocked though, Drew on, uh, on field start to the season? I guess shocked at how bad he was or shocked at how good he was in week four, which one? Uh, I think we all expected it with that matchup, right? It was kind of the, the worst of the worst defenses going against each other with Denver. And, you know, I think that was the sentiment was if, if fields can't do it against a Denver defense that just gave up 70, then, you know, then all hope will be lost. And <laughs> thankfully for him and for a lot of us, uh, you know, he, he made good on that. And it seems like maybe something clicked and, you know, Washington is certainly no juggernaut this week. So maybe it is more matchup dependent and we just have to be a little bit more aware of that than we, we thought we had to be in the past. Um, so certainly not, not surprised. I I've, I've liked Fields since he came out. I, I've been overweight on Fields in my team, so 
Uh, I actually traded a couple of um, times to get him off my rosters last year, uh, which I felt pretty good about kind of balancing that out. And I was actually looking to try to make a couple more moves earlier on this year. And, you know, maybe now is really the time to do it. Um, I've had some talks with a couple of guys around, you know, swapping fields for Lamar and a couple of leagues trying to figure out what the, mm. the gap is there. Um, but yeah, I don't think the talent that, you know, he has, I, I don't think I'm surprised that he was able to do it. Um, it was just really good to, to see him do it in a situation where you expect him to. Uh, real quick, I, I just I have the DLF ADP up, uh, which is from September, so it's not uh, fully really up to date in season. Um, but he was, um, when they finished that, at QB8 still. I'm curious how far he's fallen. QB9 is Anthony Richardson. You both taking Richardson over fields? I am, yeah. I, I think so, right? Uh, Tua. Two is a QB 10. I probably still take two over. I mean, I think that's getting close though. Like I could flip a coin on that one, but I think two is just hitting, hitting his stride right now. I think that offense is just prime for him. So I yeah. take two. What do you think, Drew? Are you on two or two? Yeah. I mean, there's enough upside because of his weapons. Um, he doesn't have to do anything else special. You know, I think a lot of what we thought about Burrow too, right? You know, his, we know Burrow's not going to run for more than 15 yards a game, but when you've got Chase and Higgins at your disposal, you know, you know that there's, you know, you can break it open at any any point. And this might be where the line starts to come. Uh, QB 11, Deshaun Watson. Oh, give me fields over Watson. I, I It's not even that the off the field stuff is obviously one thing with Watson. I'm not a huge fan of having someone like that on my roster. I've said this before, but he's looked really bad this year, if, if not worse than fields in my mind. And he didn't even play last week, which I think was an interesting twist that they gave him the option and he opted not to play. I mean, that's yeah, just a that bad look. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like he's mentally checked out or just had a lot going on, which is something I've been talking about for what feels like the last few years, even like coming back after that. And then, you know, getting to a new team and then all the off season stuff and like being suspended for some games and like just all that just, just going to weigh on you. Right. And I think Watson is a great talent or at least was, it just doesn't look like it. So yeah, I'm taking fields in. You agree. agree, yeah, and then and then Dax below him. I'm easily taking Fields over Dax. So easily, yeah. That that still puts him at like QB eleven because I don't think I don't think anybody ahead of him in this. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I assume you're taking over Justin Fields still. Yeah, I still am. Yeah. I, oh, what you saying now? Or you're saying I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I prefer Fields. Okay. Okay. So it still puts him in that 10 11 range. I think everybody else you probably yeah. would every we would all probably Lamar, Burrow, Herbert. Uh that that that, that would be the next all those guys are over. Yeah. 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 Well, so on that note too, though, one of the other surprises that I was thinking about for, for this segment here was Cole Komet kind of coming out of nowhere, right? And he obviously has another touchdown tonight so far, too. Um, but there were a lot of people that were expecting this Bears offense to be very run heavy. Uh, they went out and got Roshan Johnson in the draft. They got Khalil Herbert. They got Justin Fields, right? That's three running backs that can just dominate on the ground. They got DJ Moore, which obviously is a great presence on the outside, but it was sort of like, well, Cole Komet's probably not going to do anything. And here he is like tight end four or something like that on the season. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's not what we expected. Um, and again, a lot of that is boist- bolstered by touchdowns, but that's kind of what tight end is. You know what I mean? Like that's the only real way you get into that top five of tight ends is just getting touchdowns. We got another one this week. So that's surprising in a positive way. So, I mean, again, it's sort of related, right? And DJ Moore, even you said it too, Rocky, like that's a surprise. Um, 
And again, not even counting tonight's dominant performance, right? Like there's just a lot of, a lot of fun things in this bears offense. And I'll tell you what, as a, as a bears fan, when I lived in Chicago and a Cincinnati Bengals fan from my time here, it's rough seeing the bears. zero and four doing much better than the Bengals at one and three, like as an offense, their team seems to be able to move the ball way better than the Bengals right now, which is not at all what I expect. So yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time. Uh, let's pivot ahead a little bit. Let's kind of keep this moving and look forward to week five. What are we looking ahead to week five for? Obviously, we've got some teams on by. We've got the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Buccaneers, our first buys of the season. Um, that could cause some interesting you know, options in a sense. And like, well, what do we do with these guys? What do we do with these players? But uh, Drew, I'll kick it to you first. Is there anything you're looking forward to seeing or anything you're, you're curious about as week five starts to open up here? Yeah, yeah. Uh... Talked about it with uh, Bill on timeline a little bit last night. I, I am really uh, curious to see uh, how long CJ Stroud continues this uh, mm. streak of, uh, you know, really composed start to the, to the career, to the season, um, you know, blew the, the passes without an interception as a rookie out of the water last week, 150 some odd passes without throwing a pick at this point with, uh, you know, lackluster weapons around him. So uh, that's probably what I'm what I'm watching there. And uh, speaking of Burrow, and we talked about it last night, looking at, you know, is it time to try to make some moves like a, a Burrow for a Stroud plus maybe if you can still get that? Because mm. um, Stroud's another one where, you know, I, I'm curious what you guys think between – because that September ADP, I'm sure Stroud was much lower uh, than Fields at that point. You know, where's that gap now for you guys between those two? Yeah, he was all the way – It's real close. Yeah, it, he, Stroud has moved way up to that QB twelve range for me. I'd rather have Stroud yeah. over Dak. I'd rather have Stroud over Deshaun Watson, like I was talking about before. Like he and Fields are right back to back for me right now in my mind. Like in that back end QB one kind of range. Yeah, I mean Stroud's just hasn't hasn't had any bad and hasn't had any bad things on his roster. You know, on his uh, resume, like he's just getting it done with a team that I did not think could get it done. So like that's impressive to me. I'm I'm right there with Andrew, and I'm loving seeing it too because I had him as my QB one in rookie mm. drafts, uh, just because I thought he was the best passer. I know Richardson has the the rushing upside, but uh, and he's looked better in his first couple of games than I thought he would, even uh, even a little bit as a passer. But uh, Stroud has just been amazing, maybe strong, but very very good. Like he has zero interceptions in his first yeah. four games before a rookie, mm-hmm. which is kind of insane. Yeah. Uh, and I saw he's on pace. Uh, not that he's necessarily going to keep this up, but he's on pace for about 5,100 yards. <laughs> so uh, he's been really, really good to start the season. And again, it, it, with no real amazing weapons, it's, it's Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Robert Woods. And yeah. And he's doing this. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm mean, right with you. I'd put him right in the same range as Fields at this point. Um, he he looks he looks better as a passer than Fields really has in, probably since he came into the league. So yeah. uh, up until maybe these last couple of games, and even these last couple, he hasn't been crazy amazing. Like, he's like 13 for 23 tonight, but he's got some big plays and stuff like that Fields does. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would have him right there, back end QB one. I would also have him above. I almost I, I get the same exact range. I would probably still have him below Tua, um, but above Watson, above Dak, and guys like that. Yep, uh, that feels that feels about right for me. And honestly, that's the other thing I'm looking forward to seeing if Nico Collins can keep this up. 
like Nico Collins has just come out of nowhere. I, I made a trade again in that same one QB league I was talking about before where I traded, I think it was Nico Collins and Samaj P. Ryan for Khalil Herbert. Cause I really wanted to shore up my RB two slot. You know, I'm like, I think I, I need a, I had Camara and I have Eckler. Like I've got older guys that are just not going to play and have been injured. So I'm like, let me, after week one, I'm like, let me trade on this Nico Collins thing. And man, that's a terrible trade looking back on it. Like, God, I wish it would have had Collins. Like I would have won a couple weeks because of that. You can't look at it, but I always look at it. Yeah, um, it's hard not to. Real yeah. quick, this is this is redraft, my home redraft like that I've been in for like 20 years with the mostly the same group of guys. But uh, this may be the best waiver wire week in history. Uh, week Before week one, they don't let us do um, first come, first serve for some reason. You get a waiver run, and then they don't get to do another. You don't do first come, first serve until after week one. Because I had Kelsey on that team, I had to drop Nico Collins to pick up Gerald Everett to sub for uh, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and then... Nobody picks him up after week one, um, and somebody drops A-chan after week one. And in first come, first serve, I got Nico Collins and A-chan, <laughs> and now Phenomenal. I have both on my team. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. I paid that a dollar happens. for each of them. I didn't even – I didn't even – I'm just too lazy, I guess, to put it in on the waiver wire to get Nico back. And at that point, A-chan hadn't, you know, hadn't done anything yet, but I was just picking it up yeah. as a spec, you know, speculation-type thing. Well, I, I drafted a chan yeah yeah i drafted a chan and then I, I got puka after week one on waivers and i put in like what i thought was like a low bid like you know it's week one i'm not gonna blow my whole fab in one week i want to kind of save a little i like to have a little bit as the season goes on um and i got him for like 24 out of 100 or something like that and i was just like really okay and then i've just been riding him in a chan the last two weeks which has been great yeah um but yeah it's it's that's what's wild about this season is that a chan i'm very curious to see what happens with him that's another terrific look ahead because week five, week six, we're, we're going to start to see what teams really are. And kind of the second quarter of the season starts, you're going to start to see what teams are, are making moves and are going to start to like really put their, their foot on the throat, so to speak, and just kind of put the gas pedal to the floor and just like, let's go. Uh, we saw Miami obviously scoring 70 points, 700 offensive yards, like just a bonkersville type of thing. And that was with Mostert and HN both kind of going nuts and Tyreek, of course, like 10 touchdowns, which, what you expect, but I mean, can can that hold up? I mean, I know there's a lot of people I've seen even on, on Twitter and on X or whatever that have A-chan as like a top five dynasty running back. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. Like, hang on now. Like, I, that, seemed, that seems a little early, but yeah. we were all like very excited to see what this offense was going to do with the running back. I mean, I don't know if I'm going that crazy, but maybe to kind of tie it back in, which would you rather have in dynasty right now, A-chan or Jonathan Taylor? I mean, it's Taylor for me, but it's it's worth thinking about. Am I wrong? That- that's the that's kind of the point of it is like the running back position is just such a mess in dynasty like even all the young guys yeah. Reese Hall's coming off a major injury uh Kenneth Walker had Zach uh Charbonnet drafted there um so that that lowered his value like there's there's no it's like you know CMC who's old you know quote unquote <laughs> old um yeah. and, and then he's the one guy you can depend on and then everybody else is just like what are we doing with them? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just kind of a whole hodgepodge mess of, of a situation at running back. Yeah. Dynasty. yeah. They used to be like a clear cut tier and I just don't know if I can see that anymore, but no. Drew, what are your thoughts on, on HN and, and kind of in dynasty versus Taylor, even just what are your thoughts in general on that? Man, if, if I can, depending on if I can get something back with him uh, for Jonathan Taylor and, you know, have a little bit more certainty there, I, I would be open to it. Um, yeah, I don't know that I'm ready to to dub him in that tier yet of 
Yeah, because I mean, at this point, what is it? It's it's McCaffrey right now, and and the, the polar opposite, Bijan Robinson, right? Those are your top two running backs. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah, you know, if you want to have those two, and then after that, it's it's this cluster of yeah, it could be. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing Brees Hall. You know, apparently, with no limits this week, they're just going to feed him like normal. So, and he has he has a, a good matchup. So I'm hoping that you know he he takes advantage of that. But you've got another three, four, five. So. I don't know. I suppose I could. I can see the argument for him being up there based on you know what he's done already, and you know he's a rookie, so he's in a good situation. Which again, that that offense is just so they can flex to whatever's whatever the defense gives them, and that's the tough part. I think being a coordinator against them is you, you can't afford to give them anything because they've got somebody that can take advantage of you, whatever that is. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could get a little bit back. I don't know how much I would need. Um, but yeah, I, I know he's playing this week. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. We don't know how much or if at all, if Taylor's going to play this week or how many games. So uh, I think that's definitely intriguing. If, if you can get something back with him to, you know, age down a little bit as well. Yeah. I don't, well, I, don't I like that, that too, because you're hitting the nail on the head for what makes me think they're kind of similar in a way uh, because Taylor's future is very uncertain. Right. You don't quite even know what team he's going to be on at the end of this season, let alone next year. Right. We just don't know where he's going to be. Now, we pretty certain he's going to play somewhere like I think we're all on the same page. He's not going to sit out. Mm-hmm. But A-Chain is going to be on this offense with Tua and Tyreek for the next two years, most likely as a rookie. And Mostert's not getting any younger. It's going to be entirely his backfield. So the future is brighter in my mind. It's more certain. It's more of an upside thing. Right. Taylor could get traded to some other team where he doesn't get a lot of action or he's behind someone else or who knows. Right. So, like, there's just that uncertainty in the future that makes it really, really wild. And that's why I love about this time of year, because even after four weeks, we've seen a lot of valuations just go all over the place. Not even because of injury, just because of players playing out of their minds. Right. I love that. Uh, So with that, I guess I want to keep us moving here. So anything else to talk about in week five or do you feel like we've covered? I mean, again, real brief. We're just keeping this light. Yep, I think we're good. Sounds good. All right. So then there was only one trade in the last month in any of the Dynasty Junkies leagues. So that was kind of nice. Uh, and it was one that I made, which I was pretty happy about. I'm pretty sure it was before week two or three um, where we had uh, I was trading away pretty much a second and Jalen Tolbert in a third. So pretty much a second is the best asset in that group for David Montgomery. And this is in Dynasty Junkies two. I made the trade with the team name now Demolition in Progress. I forget what the other the team name was before that, but obviously this is a rebuilding team. He did not want David Montgomery, but I was blessed and lucky enough to have David Montgomery, the Lions running back, in that big week he had last week. But I guess Rocky has a just out of curiosity, which would you rather have in Dynasty, David Montgomery or a 2024 second? Yeah, give me give me Montgomery. The, the right. volume he's getting, uh, unfortunately, way too much uh, for us uh, Jameer Gibbs managers and fans. <laughs> Um, so uh yeah i I mean they seem to love him there he's he's going to be the goal he's going to be the the jamal williams type this year plus get probably more carries than even williams did last year uh and and that offense looks pretty good so uh, i would easily pay a second for david montgomery on a contending team yeah i was happy to do it too and obviously it's looked well looked good in the last couple of weeks drew you on the same page yeah yeah i mean he's certainly paid off and um, I, I think I sat him on maybe two rosters, so I wasn't sure, but every place that I had to play him, I was 
glad that my team was bad enough that he had to be my running back that week. <laughs> That's right. When you're like, well, I got lucky. I guess I'll put him in there and, oh, it paid up. How about that? I love when that happens. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to update in relation to our leagues was we're pretty much all of us are, are right in the middle. And I think that's that's the theme I'm noticing in almost every one of my leagues. I'm like two and two or three and one, one and three. Like I've, I've got like just a couple of points away from being exactly even. Uh, the matchups have been crazy. The, the games have been crazy. The chaos is here. We're in full chaos mode. Uh, it happens every year. I say it literally every year. This year is crazier than any year I've ever seen. I say it every year. So that can't be true. Right. But in DJ one, we're three and three because we've had some double headers. Uh, DJ two, Rocky and Scott are two and two and I'm three and one. So again, we're right in the middle. And then DJ three, we're two and two with five victory points there. So like we're kind of right in the hunt and all of that. So again, appreciate all you guys that are playing in those leagues with us. And hopefully we can win one of them. That'd be kind of nice. But right now we're not really all the way contending, but we'll get there. Uh, With that, though, we're going to get into our final segment of the evening. And I, again, it's been too long. I feel like I have to play it because I haven't heard his voice. Find me a trade. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Brian Har. That's right. This is time for find me a trade. Uh, I'm going to talk about the team a little bit and then pull it up while you get into the thoughts, Rocky, if you want to do it that way. But this is uh, submitted by Jared. We've actually done one of his teams before. Uh, it's in the Foot Clan Dynasty beta, which I'm guessing is related to the uh, fantasy footballers because their Foot Clan is kind of the, yeah. the fans of that. Uh, Dynasty Beta makes me think it's like one of their earlier betas that maybe they were doing as a Foot Clan thing. I'm not sure. But this is a one QB league, which I know we're a super flex show. We're pretty much all the way super flex here. But this is a one QB, 12 team PPR, half tight end premium. So 1.5 tight end uh, receptions there. It is one QB, two running back, two receiver, tight end, and three flex. So you do start 10. And then Rocky, if you want to read some of his notes here while I get the, the screen shared, that'd be great. Yeah, so Jared said, I assume this first part is about his team. Correct. Um, yes. But he says, honestly, the team is win now, um, and he's been skating by because he's had some injuries. Um, but he says he really wants to, us to talk about uh, – he yeah. feels good about his team, but he'd love to hear <laughs> the thoughts of his on his brother's team, who's also in the league, um, who is 0-4 and in 12th place but has won three straight titles and says he's just had some really bad scoring luck and match. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to put that in there, but I'm like, you know what? That could be an interesting topic of discussion. We'll get into that after the trade. Cause I do want to talk a little bit about that. Cause I've got some own, my own personal things there, but uh, you can kind of, I don't know if you can see it on the screen. I pulled it up here. So Jared's team, he's got Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. Again, in one QB, he's got three QBs. That seems a little heavy to me, but I get it. Uh, running back, he's got Kenny McIntosh, Deonta Foreman, Samaji Pirine, Saquon Barkley, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, who we talked about, Zach Moss, Savan Ahmed, Rico Dowdle, Joshua Kelly, and Israel Abanaconda. A lot of players there. Some really good names with Taylor, Barkley, maybe Sanders you can see as a starter too. I don't mind that. Zach Moss has done well so far this year uh, with Taylor out. Uh, receivers, he's got uh, Nico Collins, Cooper Cup, Zay Jones, uh, Garrett Wilson, Jordan Addison, Rashad Bateman. So some good names there at receiver. Tight end, the one and only Travis Kelsey. And then Logan Thomas, Hunter Henry, and Cole Turner. He does not have his own 24 first. He doesn't have any 24 first. Uh, but he does have two 24 seconds, two 24 fourths, and a 24 fifth, along with a full battery of picks in 25 and 26. So I, I had mine. Uh, I'll kind of get into it because I already talked about it. But Rocky, what are your thoughts? I guess you got something you want to say. 
I was just going to say, I apparently misunderstood what we were being asked for because I found it to trade for his brother's team. So. Perfect. No, that's good. <laughs> Hold on to that one. I'm going to, I'm going to look, I'm going to do a trade for this team because this is Jared's team that we're supposed to find a trade for, but we can do both. This is good. This is a twofer. Jared's getting a double dip. But my trade was with Maverick with a one uh, was to send Justin Fields, who is having a great game tonight. And you can't do it now because he's already played. But send Justin Fields in a one QB league for Daniel Jones or Mac Jones and a second. And the thinking here is I'm probably starting Lamar Jackson week in and week out. I, I don't think they're other than a buy, other than an injury. I'm not going to have a debate on whether or not I start Lamar Jackson. He's going to start for me every week. Um, and then you've got Ryan Tannehill as a backup, too. I feel like Fields, you might be able to get some after his week four performance and now after his week five performance that we're seeing so far pretty well. I think you might be able to trade high on that. And in one QB, I don't mind getting another QB and a second round pick, which you might be able to combine together to get a first. But Rocky, what was your thought on this trade since you didn't even look at this team? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, But no, just, uh, you know, since you just went over everything, the roster and we went over his thoughts and all that. I yeah I think that's fine again in one QB uh, I obviously like Fields a lot more than those two guys but one QB quarterback doesn't matter as much and he has Lamar like you said so yeah uh, I'll take the second I probably would rather I both have been pretty bad this year but I would probably yes. take Daniel Jones over Mac Jones I think um, if they can ever get that offensive line straightened out, you can get more fantasy production from Daniel Jones than you're ever going to get from, from Mac Jones. Uh, and it's, I, I don't think either is guaranteed a super long-term career at this point. So uh, I, I would take the, the Daniel Jones over Mac, but uh, the second is kind of the, the big thing there. So yeah, I, I think yeah. it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And to be honest with you too, I was wondering like, do you think you could get a first? Do you think you could send fields to a team that needs a QB and get it like a mid to late first? Do you think that'd be possible or is that asking too much? I think he might, I mean, maybe Drew can chime in. I think he might uh, at the very least need some more, a more Again, it's one QB, streak so like, like your late firsts games. aren't great, yeah. right? One QB, your late firsts are like Kenry Miller. Like we were just talking about, like your firsts aren't that much of a deal anymore. Like but my experience is a lot of people don't want to give up a first for a quarterback and one QB unless Agreed. they're in that very, very Lamar Jackson, year. for instance. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Drew? Um, yeah, I it's interesting to, to think about his team as a, a win now. And I'm also looking at the settings here. It's it's a start nine, so you you want to consolidate your talent there, right? It's not like you're looking for a, a lot of depth in the 12 team. Uh, I mean, you're basically. I don't know why it says nine, but no, it's start ten. Sorry. Oh, is it start ten? Okay. It says nine on the the photo. I know it says nine, but if you count the positions, yeah. Well, that factored into my trades. (laughs) Sorry, no, it is nine. It is nine. It is nine. I can't count. (laughs) Um. So you know, with that, you know, I I'd be looking. Um. You know, I'd be looking to see if if you can maybe he has Jonathan Taylor, who we talked about all night, as being a little bit uncertain. Um, but you know, after this week, maybe if he plays or now that he's coming back, there's a little bit more hype there. Uh, you know, I think I'm looking at his wide receivers and he's got some good names. Cooper cup has got to come back too. Um, but he's getting some surprise production out of Nico Collins, uh, Garrett Wilson, of course, being limited now without Rogers there. Um, you know, and Jordan Addison just had laid a dud right this last week. So still kind of finding his place in that offense and, um, as a rookie, which is a lot to ask. So yeah, I'm looking at, a. Yeah, I was looking for guys like a, a Tyreek or a, a Devonte Adams and see if those teams might be 
uh, a viable trade part. And the tough part is because Taylor is is getting older for a running back. I don't know that you feel a whole lot better if I'm a if I'm a team trying to get rid of Advante Adams or Tyreek. I'm probably trying to rebuild myself. So um, yeah. I think you might have to do a couple trades to get to them. You might need to take, like you said, um, take Justin Fields and get uh, a lower end QB, get another second, and start packaging some picks to get uh, to the player that you really want to add if you're going to win now. Um, and I, yeah, we said it before I'm not. I don't have any single QB teams left to really give a whole lot of experience from this. So, but that's kind of the theme of what I'd be looking for for his team is I'd want to consolidate. I'd be fine having Saquon and Miles Sanders. And then, you know, Zach Moss has been surprisingly productive. So that's a nice little hedge. If Jonathan Taylor either doesn't play as much or goes to a different team, you still have starters there with a, a stud in Saquon, hopefully when he gets back soon. And then, um, you know, assuming Cooper Cup comes back healthy, if Nico Collins continues, and then if you can add a guy like, Tyreek or uh, Devontae Adams, who just seem to produce week in and week out, um, kind of make that push for this season. Yeah, no, I like it. I think Taylor is probably not a bad idea. And if you can get a pivot to a receiver, I think is a smart move too. Uh, I like where your head's at on that. Rocky, you on the same page? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I agree. And that's actually going to factor in uh, to, to my trade that I wasn't supposed to do. Um, for, Perfect pivot. For his brother. It. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, the start nine stuck out to me and it was, uh, kind of a, an issue where I wanted to cheer up. I guess I'll run down the significant players real quick. Cause we've never sure. actually yeah, done two it. different teams and one find me a trade before. That's right. Uh, but, uh, so his brother has a really, if you just like coming into the season, this looks like an amazing team to me and it's, it's and four, but you can kind of understand when you hear some of the underperformers, uh, a couple guys have been hurt. Uh, he's got Kamar, who's been suspended. But uh, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, a quarterback, and one QB is, is great. Uh, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, J.K. Dobbins, Brees Hall, Ramondre Stevenson are the guys that stick out at running back. Solid uh, running back room, though. Yes. Like, that's a good group. It just mm-hmm. none of them. And are then really it gets better at receiver. Yeah. Uh, yes, it does. Allen, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Drake London, as well as some from filler bench guys. Yeah. Um, and then at uh, tight end, Mark Andrews and Njoku are the, the two main guys. Um, and he has his first for the next two years and an extra 25. Uh, so I, again, I thought we were finding a trade for this team. No, that's fine. I wanted to talk about it. This is perfect. What was the trade you found for this team? Cause so, I, I yeah. want to talk more about it, but I'm curious to your trade first. I did put on here. So my real answer is give it a couple weeks at least, because that is a really good team. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. They're on four, but like I said, Waddle's underproduced and Brees Hall's been hurt. Uh, well, not hurt, but coming back from the injury. Uh, uh, T. Higgins uh, has had issues because of the whole Bengals situation. So there's a lot of – you yeah. can see a lot of the reasons why he, he may have been 0-4. And he, he still does have some good scorers on there, but maybe, like I think his brother said, he had some bad scoring luck too. So maybe he, he faced the top team that week or whatever uh, when he did do well. But um, but I said, if he wants to make a trade, let's go big. And with only nine starters, I'm looking to level up as much as possible at each starting position. Um, so I put up, came up with uh, trading uh, Drake London, T. Higgins, and a 25 first to actually the team you traded to for his brother yep. uh, to Maverick for Justin Jefferson. Uh, and 
Maverick has a weird team in that I, I don't think he's content trying. I'm not even sure if he's just trying to contend or not. He does have a few old guys sprinkled in there. It's mostly young, though. Um, he has Jefferson and Chase at wide receiver, yeah. but like nothing else uh, significant. So, and having Chase, maybe he feels more of the ability to trade Jefferson since he's got the like top two young receivers in the league. Uh, so, and he could use, you know, he's getting two good young receivers back in theory. If, if, if Drake, if Arthur Smith ever leaves and the passing game opens up there. Um, so, I, and like I said, looking at his roster, I don't think he's necessarily winning now. We don't have standings uh, on this sheet. Um, so I'm not sure how good he's doing, but uh, you know, he's got Daniel Jones and Mac Jones, as we talked about, um, which is not great. And uh, a lot of his running backs are, are, are so, so he doesn't have a Chan um, who's obviously come on and we talked about and cook who's pretty good. Um, but Jacob so just performed early real quick. Cause I thought you'd find this interesting. Uh, he did actually send the standings or at least some of the standings. I don't have all of them, but I don't have the top three and Maverick is in the top three and I'm not sure how. Because wow. honestly, like that Chase has had a really me. rough year. I, yeah, I I don't know yeah, how it's got to be matchups. Exactly, yeah. exactly, so, and that's where I feel really bad for even this, uh, even if he is in the top three again, he may not want to do it because Higgins uh, and London have been underperforming, but he could right. still use more receiver depth. Um, he has no first in twenty four or twenty five, so I guess it depends right. on how all in he is on this top three start. Um, given his roster, which is only, to, in my opinion, only so so so. Um, well, to go, yeah, to go back to your trade though, like London Higgins and a twenty-five first for Jefferson feels like a pretty fair trade for both sides. Yeah, like, I think what it, I'm it, I, I like that a lot. I think especially if you do have Chase, that fills out your roster a little bit. Your starting lineup gets a little bit easier to set every week. You know, like it's not that more. You know, who am I going to play two two Atwell or John Mechie in my wide receiver two slot? You know, I get your wide receiver three or flex like. It just gets brutal. So I thought that was pretty nice. And the other and, thing, which go ahead. I was just gonna say, and Jared's brother would then have Jefferson, Waddle, Amon Ra, Keenan, and Chris Godwin. So he's still fine. Yep, he's still fine. Ones. I agree. <laughs> the the other thing I thought was interesting though is the the P FIFA 01 is the brothers team here uh, to Jared, and he's 0-4, but he's got like one of the top points for, and by far like one of the top points against. So it is literally yeah. just matchups. And I think sometimes this is a maybe a good lesson to take from this too, is that sometimes you don't have to make a move unless it makes your team dramatically better. Um, 0-4 can feel like you're behind the eight ball, that you have no chance. We've all seen that not be true. 0-4 is not 0-6. 0-4 is not 0-8. Like you can still figure things out, right? Um, I think that it's probably really bad because he's won the last three years and his team looks like it should win. Like this is a very good team. Um, I just, I feel, I feel for the guy, you know what I mean? Like I, I feel for the guy. That's a brutal, brutal start with a team that is that good. It's just no other way around. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not, not only really this good. Is why, uh, uh, go ahead. Josh. This is why I love leagues where, uh, you know, the last playoff spot is reserved for the high score yes. that didn't make it on standings. Yep. Right. So yep. I think that's where, you know, this league, if I'm the league mates, I'm saying, please don't do that yet because I don't want to face this team in, <laughs> in three or four weeks or right. six weeks. Right. Um, and I, I also wonder too, like, how much of it is just it's almost like an overwhelming decision process with so many choices with so few roster spots. So can he almost help himself out by consolidating a little bit? I was yeah. going to say the same where, thing. Yep. You know, you have a better chance to get the right decision each week because maybe a couple of these losses were by just a couple points because 
you know, you decided they started Higgins. Higgins, yeah. They started Drake. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm with you, you know, and that, that was actually going to be one of my other pivots on this on this team is that with the quarterback room in one QB league anyway, of Herbert and Cousins, you're set. I love that quarterback room. You don't need anything else there. Uh, at tight end, you've got Mark Andrews. That's a set it and forget it tight end. Like, you don't need to worry. I mean, yeah, he's going to have up and down weeks, and obviously he's had some down weeks, but you're not going to be worried about Mark Andrews. Uh, running back, you've got a solid room, even with the injury. Alvin Kamara coming back, I think, helps your team out. Connor, I think, is okay. Matt Breed has been okay, serviceable, manageable. Like, so you've got a lot of really good players that just haven't hit their stride. So I actually really like your logic too, Rocky, of like, don't don't mess this up. You know what I mean? Like, unless it significantly makes your team better, which I totally agree with your logic there, Drew, of like combining some of these assets, removing some of that decision making might at least make you feel better. Even if you lose in week five, you're at least like, <laughs> at least I started the right guys. You know, like there was no yeah. question this time. So I think that's that's why I love this trade, Rocky, and why I'm glad we got into it. And I think it's nice of us to give Jared a twofer because we've already done one of his teams anyway. Um, so hopefully Jared, you can get back to us with you or your brother. Let us know how this goes. Let us know if you can pull any of these trades off. Uh, hopefully we gave you some good ideas and some good advice to, to maybe make your season a little less annoying, but with that, I think we've covered it. Anything else you guys want to get into as the, uh, the long month off has come to an end and we're ready to hit the ground running. Uh, no, I guess just, uh, glad to be back and, uh, we should be back every week going forward. So, uh, everybody, hopefully you're, you're listening to this and, and keep tuning in. You'll, we'll be popping up, uh, in your feed regularly again. That's right. Yeah. It's nice to have some time off. And again, Drew, thanks for joining us. I look forward to, uh, yeah. chatting it up with you here on Thursdays, not just on timeline as I've done a couple of times. So it'll be <laughs> nice to have you on the show and, uh, have another opinion, another voice and, uh, another, I don't know, a way to, a way to argue. I think argue is maybe not the right word. A way to discuss. Uh, you and Debate. I had a couple different, yeah, a couple different things. Like we said earlier, like we don't always agree. That makes for good radio. You know what I mean? Like we can't always agree. And I'm glad to have someone on this that can teach me something too and help me get better at this fun game that we play. So with that, we're going to kick it out of here. Uh, follow us at Dynasty Junkies on X. I'm going to say it that way, I guess. Uh, definitely subscribe, rate, uh, review to the Twitter. It's still, I know we're old. It's Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. But yeah. subscribe, rate, and review. <laughs> Follow us on YouTube at the DAP Network, Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, or the DAP Network, if you will, and we do. Uh, but definitely follow us too, Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict, Drew at DR underscore PRA, and myself at Andrew Hall FF. Uh, but with that, keep submitting your F mats. We're back. Let's do this. And everybody have a great rest of the season. Let's do it. <laughs>